All right, motherfuckers. That right there was Vision from Greybeard. And uh, guess who I have on the line with me right now? It would be the Greybeard. <laughs> the Greybeard. Dude, <laughs> what's going on, man? What's going on in the world of Greybeard? Oh, not a whole lot. It's just uh, it's just me right now. I'm Ross. Uh, I'm the... I'm the guy with the gray beard in the band. Um, I'm the singer, <laughs> singer, songwriter, guitar player for the band. Um, yeah, I've, I ping my bandmates to see where everyone is, but uh, we're all pretty tired today. We had a we had a late show last night, and I know our our drummer and our bass player both had to work quite early in the morning, so they're they're probably uh, lying down and relaxing right now. But yeah, we had we had a show last night. It was it was a good time. It was fun to play again for sure. All good, man. All good. At least we got you, man. The one with the gray beard. The grayest of grays here. <laughs> so, why did you guys name the band Greybeard? Was it after? What, did you name it after your beard? Uh kinda. <laughs> really? Kind of. We kind of did. Like honestly, it's it's. Uh, do you want the whole story? I'll give you the whole story. Yeah, man. Tell us. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so about five years ago, um, I I like had these kind of metal songs sitting because I my. I come from like a bunch of sort of hardcore and punk bands originally. I'd never actually done a metal band before, right. but I love metal for, you know, as long as I've loved music. And um, yeah, so I, I'd never done a metal band. I had these kind of metal songs sitting there and I, I approached our drummer Casey about just recording them and just doing it as basically a project, right? Just like, Hey, I want to re try recording these songs. And yeah, we just did it. And I just called it Greybeard Cause at that point my beard was going quite gray and I'm like, you know, I like Gandalf. I'm into D and D. I like I like Lord of the Rings. So I'll I'll, I'll lean into that. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, Amanda. Oh, sorry, Amanda just pinged me. She's trying to join. So we might have our bass player joining us here in a minute. But uh, but uh, yeah, it was. That's the story. The, the the longer story of the of the of the name of the band. There she is. Oh, Amanda. am I? You're oh. here. Welcome. <laughs> am I really? You're really here. You're we're here with Zach and I. Welcome, Amanda. Cool. Is Hi, thank you so much. Is this uh, audio only? I'm I'm sorry. I'm just uh, yeah, yeah, it's audio. yeah. It's just audio. Okay, perfect. Yeah, how's everybody? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great. We're doing great. Fantastic. Thanks so much for having us. You're welcome. Yeah, You're welcome. Sure. Uh, you you are live right now on the show, and uh, we were just talking about the gray beard. Right on. Yeah, I was just giving the, I was giving the backstory on the name Amanda. So yeah, we, basically Casey and I um, that was the backstory on the name, and then Casey and I uh, recorded sort of three EPs together, and every EP we incorporated another member of the band. Essentially, <laughs> it just kind of morphed it. Like it really did. It morphed into like a full band from like just Casey and I. Um, yeah. Because I think Amanda, you did some, you, you did like vocals on Serpent King. You did a bunch yes. of backup vocals, and then, yeah. and then Guy started playing guitar on the second session we did, which was Built to Destroy. So yeah, by the time yeah. we got to the Oracle, the full-length album, the, the band was there, and it was a, a real thing. So yeah. Yeah, and, and on my end here, um, so Casey and I have been together for a number of years, and uh, uh, just just having you guys over to record at our place, our little apartment. <laughs> Thank you, neighbors. Um, I I more or less uh, said, yeah, you know, 
this should be a band. Like, this should be a band. And I'll play bass. Like, you need to get this out there because I really love the music. So, and I still do. Well, it sounds great. Everything I've heard so far. Uh, you know what? It, does one of you have speakers playing in the background? Because I keep hearing an echo. Yeah, I do not. I'm in headphones, so. <laughs> no, all is quiet over here. Maybe um, maybe I will just adjust my headphones. Perhaps that might be better. Okay. Yeah, I think it stopped now. Mom, okay, good. It's still there. Oh, dear. There's the echo. <laughs> well, I don't know about an echo. I just, I, I joined on the Facebook, like maybe I should... Get mm. off that. Yeah. I think it... Yeah, there... Yeah, no, it's still there. Still, there. still echoing. Weird. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I got to ask you, like, ask one of the things that I noticed that I really like, too, is the album art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so that... Like, the, the album's a concept album... Um, it's basically a D&D module that I made up in my head. And it's, yeah, it's the story of this, this Oracle who sells out his village and flees because his dark powers come to kill him. And this other girl in the village is also has the same power as him. So she chases him and he big saga of chasing him into the mountains and into this cave. And he ends up killing himself. And then she kind of, inherits this power and becomes what we what i call the heiress of the night like this sort of supernatural being um but the art was basically uh actually was a friend of amanda casey's uh a woman named therese what's her last name amanda therese lance lance l-a-n-z yeah she's yeah an amazing artist she is an amazing artist yeah we approached her about doing some artwork and she she gave us a really good deal on a some fucking spectacular art. Like it was, it was amazing. Like it was basically, I kind of gave her an idea of, you know, the concept for the album and said, "This is, this is what I'm thinking." And yeah, she just took it away and blew my. Well, I think blew all of our minds with how good it turned out. It turned out really well. So totally could not have thought of a better person for that. And she's also a phenomenal musician in her own right. Uh, Mirrors of Thray. She also uh, did um, an entire album with Exit Strategy and, you know, many, many other bands, too. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, as far as the concept of the record, can you tell us a little bit about, like, some of the songs, what they're about? Yeah, sure. So the, the story starts out like that the song we were playing off the top there uh vision is basically the the way i wrote it was that the the oracle sees what's coming like he can see the this dark force is coming towards him and it's basically calling in a debt that he hasn't repaid and we the the songs never get into the details around the debt they just allude to it um so basically he has this vision and then he he's like i'm out of here i'm leaving my village and they're gonna get razzed like the village is gonna get flattened and it does uh that, that works into um song number two unspeakable which is basically the the arrival of these you know it's, it's very very tolkien-esque with like riders on dark horses coming in and just leveling this village 
but the the young girl who also has the same power as the oracle survives and she rounds up a few stragglers survivors and they start chasing him you know because she has a she can see where he's going so that leads into craven which is sort of the the first part of the chase um what comes after that after that is truth yeah because the, the truth is sort of her reckoning with like explaining to her people what what's happened like she she has this vision. She knows like they have to believe her that she knows where he's going. Um, you know the the chorus is the child. The child knows the truth. She has seen the place. She can lead them there. Those are the lyrics. So it's it's pretty obvious. But uh, um, yeah, so it, that's like side one of the album, and then side two. Um, side two is interesting because it's actually it's a bit more dynamic. There's actually a a bit more acoustic and sort of clean guitars on side two. So the first song on side two, Solitude, is it's instrumental and it's um, basically the idea of the oracle has fled into this cavern in the mountains and the caves and he's hiding there just basically kind of sheltering in place essentially. So it's him, it's his, ex the, the idea is that it's setting up this idea of like loneliness, being by yourself, contemplation. Um, and that song actually, interestingly enough, it's, we, we've, I recorded it, like I did the guitar parts on that, that's just me playing guitar, and uh, we never rehearsed that song, like, because we didn't ever plan on playing it live, but when we did our uh, album release show back in September, uh, we played it live for the first time, and it was actually, I don't know how you feel about it, Amanda, but I had a fucking blast playing it, because we I love it. Yeah, it's, I love it. It's because we added drums to it, and Guy put in more of his parts. So it's it's actually in hindsight, I kind of wish we would have recorded it that way. But it's done. It's like okay, this is just extra bonus for people who know the song. They'll be like, oh wow, they added more to it. So it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, after that, it goes into Vengeance, which is basically the the sort of climax of the girl and her group of the villagers catching the oracle he ends up throwing himself into a pit or like down this chasm and it's you know the end of him but it's the beginning of the the girl sort of becoming this new like the this dark force now and because she has the same power as him and he's now dead she becomes sort of quote unquote the chosen one so it leads in sort of the into this epilogue called Heiress of the Night, which is just basically talking about the deal with her and how she has all these awesome powers and you know, all that kind of stuff. But, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of live shows, can you tell us uh, what can people expect that have never seen you guys live? Oh, fuck. Uh, if it's anything like last night, they can expect a gong show. Uh, oh, it was not a oh, gong show. Oh, I, know, I know, man. It was it was funny, though, because we, we had some... <laughs> it, it was a bit of a rough start out of the blocks. But, I mean, overall, I think, I think our live shows are pretty energetic. Um, I mean, we... Honestly, I think what you're hearing now in this interview is what you're going to hear on stage. Like, we're pretty down-to-earth people, like... We yeah. like to banter with the crowd. We like to get, you know, have some fun up there and have have some laughs and and still Just rock. Just be real. Hard. Yeah, be real, know? people. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're fucking loud and we're we're pretty tight. And you know, Amanda and Casey can nail all the clean vocals, and I can. I'm a pretty good at yelling live, so I don't know. Hell I think we're yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of fun, if nothing else. 
Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So tell us about uh, this festival coming up. Yeah, okay. Um, it's the CEMR, uh, Canada's, Canada's Extreme Metal Radio Festival. It's I think it's the third one. Um, yeah, it's cool. just, yeah, it's just a compilation, or it's just a group of like, from looking at the lineup, it's all sort of Western Canadian bands um, coming together, just playing at a venue in Edmonton, which is about three hours north of where we are. We're from Calgary, Alberta. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's a weekend in March. It's over Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, sorry, excuse me. It's a, it's a decent, decent bill. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun. We're playing on the Sunday night. Um, yeah, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, totally. Hell yeah. So uh, so how did you guys find out about that? Mm, I just happened across it, like, I think it was in the summer I saw. I was on their website or Facebook page or something, and it was like they were accepting band submissions. So I just threw one in, and, you know, a few months later they said, do you want to play? And we were like, sure, sounds good. Right yeah, on. and we were uh, playing Loud as Hell this summer, um, which is just such an amazing festival um, over the August long weekend, I believe. Yeah. And, um, you know, met met some connections there. And, you know, they said they'd really love to have us. So, you know, that kind of led to uh, CEMR, which I'm super excited about. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I got some questions for you guys coming in from the uh, listeners in the chat room. Leviathan wants to know, do you guys have anything on vinyl? Yeah, man. <laughs> Oracle's on vinyl. That's, the, that's <laughs> yeah. the only physical release we've ever done. Everything, All of our previous sessions were digital only, um, but Oracle is available on vinyl. If you go to our Bandcamp page, um, you can order it right from there. Yeah. Bandcamp <laughs> maybe address, yeah. Go ahead. That's right. And maybe wait till uh, the first Friday in January because yes. that's Bandcamp Friday, right? <laughs> right, right. And it's beautiful. It is honestly beautiful. Like the artwork that we're talking about. Yeah, you're going to have that. Yeah, and it's also pressed on uh, orange lava vinyl. So it's a mixture of orange and black. It looks really cool. And it's, <laughs> it's limited pressing, so it's pretty sweet. It's a pretty mm -hmm. cool, cool piece of art. Uh, yeah, the Bandcamp address is graybeard-yyc.bandcamp.com. You can get it there. Very nice. cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the music itself is already badass enough, but like that album cover oh. takes it to a whole nother level. So, I mean, yeah. And, and like you said, Bandcamp Friday, that's coming up. And um, shit, I mean, that is so much fun. I, what do you guys think about Bandcamp doing that? Isn't that cool? Oh, it's super cool, man. Bandcamp's so great. Awesome. They're so awesome. They, they're doing things the right way, man. Like, it's 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 so good how they support artists like that. That's wicked. Hell yeah, man. I yeah. spend so much money every single first Friday. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> right you, got, you got to, you know? I mean, like... Yeah, yeah. It's just... Uh, and it's it's infectious. Like, you know, you see so many other people doing it, and, and everybody's, like, talking about it, and they share it, and... It's really turned into a cool thing, like for for yeah. the artists. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, great way to uh, you know share and uh, you know get get to know new music, right? 
Hell Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I know from our experience as being, you know, a very small indie metal band, like our, like, I think we've gotten one check from Spotify. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, 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 honestly, like those big streaming services, like the chances of making any reasonable amount of money on those things for small bands or like oh, yeah. indie bands is next to nothing. Um, so yeah, it's great that Bandcamp is like, like on those Bandcamp Fridays, like giving, allowing all the proceeds to go to the artist is super awesome. And, and mm -hmm. the community on Bandcamp as well, like you know, like when you have an account on there, you have people that follow your account. Like almost yeah. every time I buy something on there, the next day I'll get an email from Bandcamp and they'll tell me that somebody else bought something because they saw it on that because I bought it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah Sweet. dude, that's fucking awesome, man. That's what I I'm think, talking I about. I think the term for you, Zach, is you are an influencer. <laughs> that, that is the that is the, the correct term or term for you. You are an influencer, my friend. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, so I got some more questions for you guys. Uh, Secret Weapon wants to know: Have there been any hairy ass dudes that take off their boxer shorts and toss them on the stage? Oh no! <laughs> God, I wish. That sounds I, awesome. That sounds like a spectacle, man. Honestly, Ross, yeah, I wish too. Like that would be that would be a time to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no. So so please, fans, you know brazen enough you know throw some things for us yeah i don't know man I, i'm not sure how it ends but it certainly would be a story if nothing else <laughs> and specifically yeah. those with hairy asses too of course yeah okay i'm gonna stop Whatever. there with that i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop that. <laughs> all right i've seen worse anyway. <laughs> Next question, uh, Lady Red wants to know how many instruments can you guys all play? Ooh, play, play well or play? play. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I'll start with this one. Yeah. I was um, classically trained in uh, piano uh, for a great many years in my um, growing up. And uh, then I was like, okay, you know, becoming a teenager. And I was like, uh, I want to... I want to diversify. Like, I want to learn the guitar. My dad was a, a really good musician. He still is a really good musician, too. And uh, I was uh, blessed with the fact that uh, we had a great number of uh, gu guitars in the house. So I was like, Dad, teach me guitar. So, um, anyway, started to teach guitar teach me guitar and that didn't go so well so I just took it upon myself to learn myself the bass like just to learn the rudiments and everything and I just fell in love with it so so bass uh, was my next baby and then I got back into guitar and I actually do play flute as well <laughs> as sing <laughs> nice yeah and I I, um, I actually started out on bass guitar it was funny like I also grew up with a musical family. My dad played in country and western bands and oh, cool. did, did gigs and things like that. So we had guitars around the house. And uh, I know when I was in junior high, me and my buddy wanted to start a band. And he was going to play guitar. And I was like, well, I guess I'll be the bass player then because you need one of those. So <laughs> I just started playing bass. And I, I, I started learning guitar kind of at the same time. And... Mm -hmm. I played bass for quite a number of years in several different bands. And then 
I actually moved from British Columbia to, to Alberta, to Calgary. And when I moved here, I had a chance to join a band, um, but it, I, they needed a drummer and I, I could kind of oh. play drums. So I was like, sure, <laughs> I, can, I can play drums for you. And it was just a, it was a super fun sort of crusty punk band and we had a great time but it, i mean it was, the drums were pretty straightforward so i could i could fake my way through that but uh awesome yeah so i mean i can play drums if you need need a steady four four beat um <laughs> i can play guitar <laughs> and i can play bass so yeah that's about it <laughs> yeah yeah nice hell yeah all right as far as your your uh, influences take us back to the beginning like what were some of the oh, first shit. records that you listened to and <laughs> And what oh, really, what, what got you into music? Got me into music or got me into metal? Both. I'll answer both. Both. Yes. Mind if I go first, Amanda? Go for it. All right. So I'll never forget, and I, I tell this story often, not often, but I'll, I'll tell it if people ask. I'm like, I remember listening to Iron Maiden Power Slave when I was in grade seven, and it had just come out. That tells you how old I am. Mm. And I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck this is awesome <laughs> i i started loving metal right then and there and there was some it was interesting i actually i discovered metallica a couple of years after that and that was like mind-blowing and then i discovered i remember when i heard slayer for the first time and i was just like oh my god like just mind-melting moment right um but yeah like those those are probably the big three metal influences on me but i also the first live band i ever saw was snfu which also led me into hardcore punk rock because i was like i'd never i'd never seen live music before and i was just like holy shit like then they were such a great live band like yeah i was just blown away so that started down this sort of parallel path of loving metal and you know punk as well and hardcore music so i mean there was and the 80s and 90s were great for that because there was so much crossover at that point like thrash metal was like kind of crossing into both genres so it was uh it was a great time Mm -hmm. yeah and uh for me honestly um (laughs) i think the first case of like whoa heavy music was like helter skelter with the beatles and I was like, whoa, what is this? Ah, oh, Dad, can we turn it up, right? Like it was on vinyl. And, uh, yeah, just uh, moved on from there. And honestly, I'm a grunge girl. Uh, Pearl Jam 10 was kind of my reckoning, like this, the awakening, you could say. And uh, it all evolved from there. That's Sound a really bass-heavy album, too. What's that? That's a really bass-heavy album, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, like when, when I think of that album, deal. I remember the bass. Yes, yes. And uh, really, like, that is truly, uh, alongside with um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> let's Hell not yeah. ever forget. Yeah, um, so that's actually how I started learning bass. Like, I didn't even have an amp at the time. I, I would just leave the bass in the case, oh, like, open, and um, I would play it because I could hear the sound more. So <laughs> talk about 
uh, somewhere to like you know start learning from like flee holy shit anyway but uh, yeah i'm nowhere near that but anyway um yeah it just kind of evolved from there and um loving gojira loving mashuga loving loving anything loving anything heavy like just you know i i love music of all uh, of all types and i think that's what i bring to this band is just i don't know i'm diverse that's really cool well i can definitely identify with both of you because like i remember being a little kid and you know hearing iron maiden for the first time and then uh Mm. similar to your timeline you know metallica and slayer but then i do remember also in the 90s like the grunge era that came in with alice in chains and nirvana oh yeah big big time that's another big one for me loved all that stuff too and then uh and then, but it's just always been a quest of uh, following. Just I don't know, man. There's so much good music, and even today, oh. right now, there's so much, so much there, good stuff. The, coming out. the internet has changed everything. Like the amount of good bands out there, like really, really good bands, is insane. It's like wow. There's, yeah. like, there's so, so, so many good bands. Like it's amazing. It's so cool. And I also really want to mention uh, a huge influence on just personally, like the local Calgary and Edmonton, like Alberta scene, like Canada scene, like, holy cow, like there are so many amazing musicians that, you know, we're friends with who, yeah, they absolutely influence us and they motivate us and they like encourage us to do more and do better like yeah can't say enough about our scene oh yeah all right i got some more uh, very important questions coming in from the uh, listeners in the chat room uh carl wants to know has anybody ever ended up in jail while on tour <laughs> uh we've never toured um we we just started playing shows about three years ago because the first couple years of Greybeard was this project like recording project it wasn't we weren't even really a band at that point um so yeah we have yet to do our first tour so no jail stops for us yet um <laughs> but we oh can work out we can try oh no maybe it'll involve the guy with the hairy ass and the boxer shorts maybe that's the ending <laughs> to the story right like that's how the story comes <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Vicky wants to know, what do you prefer, blood baths or showers? Mm. Well, can it be both? <laughs> blood shower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Vicky. You know so. sometimes it's both. Come on. I'm, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving that one alone. That's between you and Amanda. Yep. That's you guys. Yep. That's all you. Uh, another question. Who has the ugliest tattoo in the band? I'm the only guy with tattoos, so it's definitely me. That's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. They're ugly. And it's true. I'm the only guy with tattoos. Yeah. No, 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 they're not ugly. I love your tattoos. Ross, you have some amazing tattoos. I just know that, like, as a, a naked tattoo person, 
I know as soon as I break the seal, it's we'll be, over. And then you'll be covered. <laughs> I'll be covered and all of my money forever is gone. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah. not cheap. <laughs> I would like some though. All right. So if you guys could play at any show, if you could open up for any band in the world, what, what, what would Ooh. you uh, what, what would you imagine? Like, what would it be? Like, like a festival or something? Oh. Opeth. Opeth. Yeah. Gojira. Yeah. Go, can we open for Opeth and Gojira? That'd be pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, there, there's so many good bands out there that we. I would be totally humbled and honored to open for like the list is long so many amazing bands yeah. yep mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah all right so what's coming up next for you guys mm. well there is this uh festival festival yes yeah um well, actually, before that, though, I think we're going to be recording some new new material, aren't we, Ross? Yeah, yeah. We've got um, the record company who pressed Oracle for us, Wasted Wax, wastedwaxrecords.com. Mm -hmm. well, um, out, of, out of where? Medicine Hat, Alberta. Medicine Hat, Mexican Hat, Alberta. Don't <laughs> forget about it. A lot of good uh, yeah, things they, come out of there. They, they, they're doing, like I think, a 10-year compilation. And yeah. we want to record a new song for that because they asked if the the owner of the of the company asked me if we wanted to use one of our previous songs or record something new, and I was like, "Ooh, let's do something new." So we actually yes. wrote a new song um, just a little while ago. Like it's we've only played it live like a few times. It's it's called Heartless, and it's pretty kick ass. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, and then we we've, we've got uh, basically an album sitting waiting that we're gonna be starting on hopefully in the next next little while here but maybe early in the new year we're gonna start uh finishing finishing off demos and then start rehearsing stuff because i i would love to record something new uh in 2022 um absolutely cool. we'll see if it happens but uh yeah oh it's gonna happen Robert. it's gonna happen it's yeah, happening it's the timeline it's just the timeline it will happen <laughs> It depends on the year. Might be next year. Might be might be twenty twenty two by the time it's going to be. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, the, we've got like um, I've got I think it's nine. Yeah, it's nine songs that are like in in my brain they're done because I've got the music written and it's arranged. And then Amanda's writing like an epilogue for it. Um, <laughs> with keyboards and it might have a bit of guitar in it, but it's. Yeah, the, the, this next album is actually, um, it's another concept album, except this time, instead of being a D&D &D module, it's more dystopian near future. It's sort of, um, it's like end of the world times, like Armageddon type stuff. And this sole survivor guy is, he's kind of like, not quite the last man on earth, but almost. And it's just talking about sort of environmental, you know, climate collapse and environmental degradation and, you know, just the the toll it takes on him psychologically and how he basically loses his mind. So it's while well, well, going through this sort of dystopian, you know, post-apocalyptic time frame. But yeah, real happy, you know, joyous stuff. It's, 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 it's going to be fun to record. As is tradition. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this heartwarming <laughs> shit. Um, but it's, uh, I, I honestly feel like the new songs are, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in there that I think is really a lot heavier than the stuff we've done before. It's got a little bit more edge to it, a little bit more sort of punchy in the face element. Um, but there's also some, you know, soft, softer stuff in it and some nice acoustic dynamics and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's going to turn out with a bit more of an edge and a bit more of a grit to it for sure. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Well, we definitely can't wait to hear it for sure, man. Uh, I'm about out of questions for you guys. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? Uh, well, I, I I would just add to uh, what Ross has just been speaking about and uh, that I am stoked as, can I say? I'm yeah, you can say stoked it. Stoked as fuck. I'm stoked <laughs> as fuck to hear, to hear what else comes out of your amazing brain because Ross, like, Honestly, it's just been such a wonderful, uh, I'm just glad to be on this journey with you and (laughs) super stoked, super stoked to, um, you know, create with you again. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, totally. I'm so happy that you guys are in my band because I am the (laughs) talented guy in the band. I just have some ideas. That's about it. I'm like, hey, we should (laughs) You got the ideas. You got yeah. the ideas. Please. I got some ideas. I mean, you guys execute the ideas exceptionally well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah, anyone who's listening who's in the Western Canada region uh, in March, we're going to be playing at that CEMR festival in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the first weekend of March. I think it's the 4th, 5th, and 6th, I believe. Um, it's going to be a kick-ass festival. Uh, Planet Eaters, I think Planet Eater is headlining the Saturday, and that's going to be awesome because they are heavy. Oh my god! And they're super amazing. Good. You know those guys are—they're they're good dudes. Um, totally. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just thanks everyone for listening. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Zach. Thank thanks you. Time, man. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, before I let you guys go, can I get you to make a cessation tag? Yeah, hell yeah. All right. Whenever you're ready, say something like, This is Graybeard, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Can I yell? Well, I'll I'll say the This is Graybeard part, Amanda, and then you say, And you're listening part, okay? Okay. uh, Say it again. Uh, This is Graybeard, and. You're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Okay. You do all that, Ross, and I'll just come in. Uh, You want me to do the whole tagline? Could you? Okay. Hey there, this is Greybeard, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Hell yeah. Uh, Is that going to work? I hope it does. It's fucking awesome. If not, just cut me out. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. No, well, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to blast some more Greybeard for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, all right? Sweet. Awesome. What are you going to play? We yeah, got Unspeakable coming up next. Ooh, that's a hit. That's, that's a crap. <laughs> yeah. You play that song live, people generally dig it. There's a lot of head. Nice pick. Out. Nice pick. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to crank it. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you, guys, man. You, you guys have a good night. Yeah, good night. Cheers, you too. Cheers. Bye.
There you have it, folks. Graybeard live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Motherfucking Radio. Like I told you earlier, put your speakers in your fucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them in your neighbor's driveway. If you're living in the basement, duct tape your speakers to the fucking ceiling and crank this motherfucking shit up loud as a fuck. If you don't see U-Haul trucks everywhere down the street tomorrow... I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you ain't cranking it up fucking loud enough, motherfuckers. Crank it.